Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you, John, and welcome everyone to Good News. We're here on Catholic Spirit Radio every Saturday and Sunday evening at 8 o'clock. We thank you for tuning in. If you missed the show and you want to catch up on my ramblings, uh, you can go to our website at catholicspiritradio.org and uh, go to the blog section, and you'll find all of our programs there that you can listen to again. And uh, as many times as you want, if you're like my mother, you can listen to it over and over again. Uh, but we're we're happy to be here with you. And it's been a while since we've recorded a new program. We just had some scheduling conflicts come up, and it, it made it a little tough to get in here to the studio. Since the last time we recorded, um, something great has happened in the Diocese of Peoria, and hopefully, hopefully in other dioceses uh, throughout our, our country, and that is more new priests. We had a great ordination. I can never, never buy your teeth through the mail. And that's what happens. Yeah. We had uh, an ordination of uh, four young men into the priesthood uh, here in the Diocese of Peoria. And uh, I I know a couple of them and they're just terrific gentlemen, but uh, congratulations to the newly minted uh, class of 2023, Father Ignacio Cardenza Moran, Father Daniel Diansotis, Father Nathan Hopper and Father Patrick Willie. Um, Nathan Hopper is a local boy from Bloomington, uh, actually normal from uh, the Epiphany par- Parish there. And uh, I know Father Daniel has served many times at Holy Trinity and Historic St. Patrick's with us as he went through seminary. Uh, terrific young man. But I have to tell you a great story. If you didn't make ordination, it was really pretty funny. Um, Daniel's quite tall. Daniel's like 6'3", right? Um Father uh, Nathan is six seven. Father Patrick is an easy six foot six one. Wow. Uh, Father Ignacio is like five four. So, <laughs> at one point, poor Father Ignacio is standing between uh, Father Daniel and Father Nathan, and he looks like a child lost in a forest between two tall trees. Uh, I mean, they're just towering over him. Um, tall in, sta- in in spiritual stature, but uh, robbed of height, unfortunately. But uh, just a, I, I've met him a couple of times. Really, really nice man. I wish them all well uh, in their future ministries. Uh, Daniel, I know, is going to uh, St. Philomena's in Peoria, where he was uh, assigned during his uh, internship as a seminarian. And so very fortunate to go back to a parish where he knows the people and the people know him. And he had a great intern experience. Um, uh, Father Hopper is on his way to Galesburg, as I recall, and uh, serving the parishes there in Galesburg. So congratulations to two uh, local young men. Uh, Welcome to, uh, welcome to the priesthood. And I'm sure you're going to serve our Lord in a, in a wonderful way. Um, but it, it also points out the fact that seeing four ordained and knowing that we have far more than that leaving the priesthood because of illness or retirement. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations to Monsignor Jerry Ward. Most of you know uh, Father Jerry uh, for the years that he's served in uh, here and in Morton. Uh, tremendous priest. Uh, great sense of humor. He and I have had uh, 
have great times uh, together uh, serving at, on Curcio teams together. Uh, but he has gone to senior status. I caught him after the ordination walking across the street and congratulated him on, on his semi-retirement. And he stopped in his tracks and he said, this had better not be semi. This better be retirement. <laughs> he's, I think he's, he's 80, close Very to 80. Close. Yeah, Very close to 80 years old. Uh, maybe 75. If I aged you too much, Father Jerry, I apologize. But uh, he has been uh, a tireless, a tireless shepherd and uh, has, has well earned his retirement. So congratulations to uh, Monsignor Ward. And Father Doug, if any of you know Father Doug Hennessy, is celebrating right now his 60th year as a priest. So happy anniversary, Father Doug. That is a, a long, long time to serve in the priesthood. And he's still, even though he's on senior status, Father Doug still serves a lot of masses, uh, subbing for priests all over our, our diocese. And we'd be lost without him and, and Father John Horton, uh, another senior priest out of Champaign, uh, uh, Lake of the Woods, who uh that between the two of them they're they're busy every saturday and sunday and even weekdays i know they've gone some places as some of our priests have been uh, receiving uh, medical treatments they've gone and, and filled in for the entire week at a parish and uh, this is after they've already had a full life uh in in the priesthood and they continue to serve and uh, we're we're very grateful for their service so uh, as I say, we have a few priests getting ordained, but a lot of priests who are retiring or leaving because of illness. Uh, deacons, too. We're, we're seeing a lot of deacons now start to retire uh, this year. And so it reminds me that we need more people to hear the call of God, uh, the call to vocations, uh, be that to the priesthood or the permanent diaconate or to the religious life. Uh, we need more young men and women to be called to uh, serve God and, and God's people. The uh, next year's class, if everyone uh, remains in formation, next year's class will be five. So a 20% increase, but uh, or 25% increase, but we still need uh, more. And it's tough in this world. It's, it's really hard to hear a, a whisper, and it really comes as a whisper, uh, when you're in such a noisy world. We have so many distractions. And I think that's why I like my garden so much and and with this nice weather i'm i'm uh, poking around in the garden more these these last few weeks and and really enjoying it things are blooming or getting ready to to explode in color and the gardens are looking beautiful and i've added some things this year i've decided to draw in some more nature i sit if any of you have merlin or you don't have merlin download merlin it's a great app it's a merlin is a, a bird identification and it works two ways. You can take a picture of the bird and Merlin will look through this huge database and say, here's what it is and tell you all about the bird. But what I like, really love about Merlin is you, you just turn on the microphone and it hears the bird calls around you and it identifies the birds. Oh, wow. It's very accurate. We took it, we, we had it with us as, as we hiked in the Sierras uh, last month. And I mean, we could be out for 30, 40 minutes and easily get 20, 30 different species of birds. Uh, captured on, on on the microphone and be able to go back and listen to what they sounded like and match it to calls that Merlin holds in its database to tell you what kind of a call it is or what kind of a song it is. Uh, it's free. And if you want, if you enjoy just sitting in your backyard or maybe going, going out on a, on a walk in your neighborhood, you flip on Merlin and 
you you all the birds that that are around you are truly astounding. I can sit on my back porch and easily hear a dozen different birds in 10, 20 minutes. So I've got that going. So that made me want to uh, to get bird feeders. I gave up bird feeders a long time ago. We used to have them, but they attracted more squirrels than birds. And my gosh, the cost of bird seed. Oh, I couldn't believe what bird seed costs. And uh, if you get a lot of birds, especially if you get the larger birds, the cardinals and the jays and things like that, they can go through a lot of seed. And a lot of the seeds right now, I mean, if you want to get, if you're willing to get any kind of bird, you can throw out sunflower seeds and uh, you'll have a mess. It'll, it kills the grass. Whatever they don't eat that falls to the ground will kill your grass. And even if you put a tray under it, they'll come in the trays and they'll start pitching stuff out of the tray that they don't want. And there's a chemical reaction between oils in some of those seeds that reacts with your grass and just kills it. So that's why I got out of bird feeders, but it's been 20, probably 25 years. And I'm listening to all these birds on Merlin and I can't see any of them because they're not in my yard. They're in my neighbor's yard and she's got bird feeders. So I threw in some bird feeders and now I've got birds starting to come. It took a week, but they're starting to come in and we're seeing all sorts of really cool birds. And I bring that up because I would never know about all this if I wasn't out in a quiet yard where I didn't have my headphones on. I'm not listening to music or listening to a program or playing games on the phone. I'm paying attention to what's going on around me. And that's what it takes to discern a vocation. You need some peace and quiet. You need, you need opportunities to pray, opportunities to meditate, opportunities to just be aware of the world around you without all these noisy distractions. And it's amazing what you can see and hear, including the voice of God. You can hear the Holy Spirit talk to you. We're all called to vocation, all of us. Now, some are called to clergy, some are called to the religious life, some are called to ministry as lay people, but we're all called to vocations. We're created by God to be part of his church. The question is, what part are you created for? And you're never going to know that if you don't make the time to listen. So it might not be, for you, it might not be a garden. It, it might be a, a quiet room in your house where you've taken out the TV and you've gotten rid of Alexa. Alexa, what time is it? I'm saying that for anybody who's listening at home are now getting time stamps from, from there, what we call in our house, the A-Lady. So, but if you, uh, you, need a, you need some quiet time, go on a retreat, go to Curcio. We just had a great women's Curcio, um, 17 candidates and uh, a, a, fun, a fun weekend. We've got another women's Curcio coming up second weekend of November. Uh, now would be a great time to go online to beincurcio.org and get your application in. We've got a men's Curcio coming up uh, the second weekend of September. I think it's around the 8th, 7th or 8th, whatever that Thursday is. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but it runs like the 8th through the 11th. So we have a, a Curcio for men uh, then and then uh, the women's coming up in November. What a great weekend. I mean, a lot of food, a lot of fun, a lot of great fellowship, a lot of great information and a lot of great quiet time to listen for that quiet inner voice and find what's really important to you in your life and what is your what's your role in the church we're all leaders we're all meant to be leaders we're all leaders whether we want to be or not uh, even if you don't think you are somebody in your life pays attention to what you're doing and emulates you in some way so the question is where are you leading them to 
right? If everybody's a leader, where are you leading those people to? Uh, as a parent, you know, where are you leading your, your, your children to? As a spouse, where are you leading your spouse to? Uh, I, I tell my young couples as, as we work on marriage prep, the, the number one job of, of a husband is to get his wife to heaven. And the number one job of a wife is to get, their, get her husband to heaven. There's nothing more important than that. So we're all leaders. Who are you leading and, and where are you leading them to? And programs like Curcio or Retreats, uh, help you do that. I, I go, um, sometimes I go down to White House. Many of you have heard of them in, in uh, Springfield. I'm uh, sorry, uh, St. Louis. Uh, it's a Jesuit retreat house and I've, I've gone there uh, numerous times. And to just be able to sit on the bluffs overlooking the Mississippi and just kind of be one with the river, you know, and just let it flow by you and over you and listen for that that whisper, that soft voice from God saying, Here's here's what I want for you, and and here's what I'm calling you to, so that we can be in relationship. Uh, it's a huge gift, huge gift. And uh, there's there's tech for teenagers. We've got a tech coming up, um, it this July, July eighth. Uh, there's a tech program over that's going to be held at Central Catholic again for any Christian. Uh, you don't have to be Catholic, just any Christian who wants to go. It's a Teens Encounter Christ TEC tech. Um, again, loads of fun and it's just, uh, just a few days long. And, uh, even, even teenagers are being called to a vocation and it could be one for, for now, or it could be one for a lifetime, but you won't know unless you make the time to listen. Welcome to all the people listening throughout our, our listening audience who are not only in Peoria diocese, but we have many that are now outside of the Peoria diocese and, uh, we're pleased to have you listening to our programs here on Catholic Spirit Radio. Just a reminder, there's a lot of great programs, both locally produced and programs from EWTN that we rebroadcast during the day. The station is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, depending on the town you're in will depend on the frequency you're listening to. So I'm not going to run through all the frequencies. If you're listening, you know what the frequency is uh, in your area. But here's something we would enjoy. Two things. One Tell your friends about Catholic Spirit Radio. We've got great programming for everyone. Apolog programs on apologetics, programs on how to be better parents, uh, how to be better young people, how to be better uh, Christians as well as Catholics. Uh, we've got programs that will help you in your relationships at work. Uh, just all sorts of great stuff. Uh, and it runs all day long. Uh, usually programs are normally an hour, maybe two hours long, but mostly around an hour. So we keep them short so that you can listen to them in the car as you're running to and from uh, work or the grocery store or whenever you have time to listen to the radio. Or you can listen on, on our app on your phone. You can also listen on your Alexa device. So lots of, lots of great ways to tune in and lots of great programming. So we, and it's all free. It's all, it's all donation driven. We're all volunteers here at the station from, from uh, the person who runs the station to the person who cleans up the station. Uh, everyone here is a volunteer. And by the way, that's the same person we should point out. Uh, it's not me. It's not me. But uh, yeah, we're all volunteers here. And we do this out of uh, our love for Christ and out of our uh, desire to evangelize and bring more people to Christ. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in, in today's readings. And we'll get to that in a moment. The other way we'd like to invite you to participate besides just listening is by writing to us at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com or catholicspiritradio.org. They both work. 
and send a question in about Catholicism or Christianity. Uh, uh, you could talk about things you agree with, things you disagree with, wanting clarification on anything, and uh, kind of a stump the deacon uh, kind of a thing. So uh, if you've got some questions that you'd like to ask, please uh, send those into us to our mailbag, and we'll be glad to address them on the air. If we have time, I got a couple of questions that were asked of me that uh, be glad to share with you and, and see what you think about them. But uh, for now, let's let's get to this weekend's readings. This is the 11th Sunday in ordinary time. Ordinary doesn't mean run-of-the-mill, average. Uh, ordinary in the church means numbers. We're counting. So in this case, we're, we're counting through the weeks. We're week, week 11 now. We're counting through the weeks leading us up to Advent as we go into Christmas. So we're counting weeks till the end of November where we'll enter Advent, and then from there we, we'll go into the Christmas season. And then after the Christmas season, we return to ordinary time, and we finish our counting our weeks as we move towards Lent and and to Easter. So ordinary time are, are counting times between the major feasts, and we use this time to grow. That's why our color for ordinary time uh, in the vestments and in our uh, altar linens and things at church is green, because it's a, it's a season of growth. Uh, and this works out perfectly, but with, you know, if you look outside, you're, you're, well, right now my lawn is turning brown, but normally if we had more rain, it would be a green grass and my, my gardens are certainly green. So, uh, that's why, that's why we do it. So this is the 11th week of ordinary time. We, we have at the mass in case you're not familiar with the mass and, and some of you might not be, I think it's really interesting. Uh, one of the criticisms, one of the common criticisms of Catholicism, is well, you're non-scriptural. You know, we're a we're a Bible we're a Bible people. Catholics are non-scriptural. Uh, please visit a mass. I think you'd be astounded at the amount of scripture that is employed and studied during the mass. From the very first, the greeting is uh, normally a greeting from a letter from Paul to one of his churches. We, then we have the collect, which also largely steeped in scripture that calls people together to bring their prayers into one, into union with, with the universal church. But we always do uh, three readings and a responsorial psalm. Now, the psalm comes from the book of Psalms. Our first two readings normally come from first from the Old Testament and then from one of the epistles. And then our third reading is the gospel. So we do we do a reading from the Old Testament. We do a reading from a New Testament epistle. We have the, uh, a psalm responsor from the Old Testament, and we have the gospel. And that's just in the first half. And then we get into scripture readings as we get into the consecration, which completely comes from scripture. And the Our Father, completely from scripture. And the doxology, completely from scripture. So our, our Mass is just saturated with scripture. So if you are a, a Bible person, great. I think you would find the Mass truly beautiful. So our first reading, uh, in, in keeping with our, our uh, liturgical tradition, is from the Old Testament, and we go all the way back to Exodus. So this is, uh, this is from chapter 19 of Exodus, and it says, In those days the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai and pitched camp. While Israel was encamped here in front of the mountain, Moses went up the mountain to God. Then the Lord called to him and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, Tell the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians, 
how I bore you up on eagle's wings and brought you up here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people, through all the earth, though all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. The word of the Lord. And we'll come back and talk about what all this is leading to at the end here. The responsorial psalm, Psalm 100, a lot of you probably know this one. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. And then it goes through the psalm, sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joyful song. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Know that the Lord is God. He made us. We are uh, his. We are his people, the flock he tends. The Lord is good. His kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Then our second reading, uh, as we said, normally comes from epistles. This one comes from a letter uh, from St. Paul to the Romans. Epistle just means letter. Brothers and sisters, Christ, while we were still helpless, yet died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through through him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more once reconciled will he be, will we be saved by his life? Not only that, but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we are now we have now received reconciliation. The word of the Lord. Our gospel is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits, to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them this. Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in these three readings, we really see one of the main tracts of, of the Bible, of, of the whole biblical story, of the whole story of salvation. Starting, starting with Exodus, with Moses, we see a type of Jesus. Moses is a type of Jesus. He's not Jesus, but what he does foreshadows 
what Jesus is going to do. So Moses tells his people to pay attention to God because they've seen what God can do and that he's going to do more for them because as a people, they are special to him if they keep his covenant. So what happened? They didn't. They didn't keep his covenant numerous occasions. And every time they didn't, God sent a prophet to them to bring them back. And usually what happens in in this series that, that repeats itself seven or eight times throughout the Old Testament is the Israelites wander away from God. They forget all the things that they saw God do for them. They disobey. They start to uh, worship other gods. And so they come into conflict with other nations who take them into captivity. They're miserable. And in their misery, they come back to God. So God redeems them and they're grateful for a short time. And then they wander. This is, as you recall, a stiff-necked people. They wander. God brings them back. And this goes on and on till finally God realizes that, well, God realized the whole time, that we're not strong enough to do this on our own. So he comes himself incarnated as, as Christ, as his word made flesh. And he says, I realize you can't do this, so I've come to help you. And I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to live this life for you that you can model this. And I've come once again to redeem the lost tribe, the the lost people of Israel, not the lost tribes, but the people who have once again wandered away. And they've wandered away, uh, it's, it's kind of ironic, through the Mosaic laws that they've taken so seriously now over the years that they've made the laws more important than what the laws were meant for. The whole purpose of, of the Mosaic laws were to bring people closer to God. And now instead of coming closer to God, they've come closer to the law. And they think it's the law that's going to save them rather than God's love that's going to save them. So he sends his love, he sends Jesus to, to be the fulfillment of the law, to say it's not what you do in the law that, that saves you. It's your relationship with me. It's your relationship with, with God through me. So he tries to redirect them, and he realizes he needs more people. So he calls the apostles, and he calls them. He calls them by name, and he calls them into apostleship, and he gives them the authority to go out and, and be Christ to others. So with the, with the remaining moments that we have to this program, I want you to know, and this goes back now to the very beginning about listening for God's call, God calls you and me exactly the same way he calls the apostles. He calls you by name to be part of this mission, to be his body on earth, to be his hands and his heart and his mouth. You are called to evangelization. You are called to heal. Maybe not heal disease and sicknesses, but to to heal sin, to bring your, your friends, your brothers, your enemies out of sin through the love of Christ that you show to them. You are being called to be an apostle of God. So the question becomes, what will your answer be? Something to think about until we meet again next week on Good News. This is Deacon Al Lundy. May God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life.
God bless. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.